Well, good morning. morning. Obviously, I'm not Ryan, uh, but I did communicate some with Ryan this week about uh, message this morning, and I have uh, I've enjoyed his messages about asking for a friend. And so, as we uh, as we communicated back and forth about uh, uh, the lesson this morning, I chose to continue that. And then he had some topics that he was not going to be able to cover, and so I looked through some of those and. Uh, and chose one for us this morning, so uh, we'll, we'll continue his uh, theme of lessons and, and talk about actually the subject of en- encouragement. Now, I'll have to say that uh, standing up here and talking to the Alberton Church about encouragement is for sure like preaching to the choir. Uh, this is an, an encouraging church. Uh, it's a friendly church. Uh, it's, a, it's a family church, and so uh, I'm not saying anything about encouragement to say this is something you need to do. This is something that you do and you do very well. But hopefully we can spend a little time talking about it this morning and get some insights into it that help us maybe do it better. So most of you know that uh, as a profession I'm an auditor. So I have to start out with things that uh, help me sort of put pieces and parts together. So I start out with a definition of what is encouragement. And I'm going to break the word, word uh, into two pieces. So the first part, in, which is just a prefix, uh, obviously men means in or within. It, uh, it's something that you take within yourself. But the, I guess I've overlooked it over the years, <clears throat> the fact that encourage or encouragement, uh, the, the core word there is courage. And uh, I think often we think about encouragement as being something light, something easy, but uh, when you think about courage, there's a whole lot more courage than, uh, than just that. Now, it can be a smile. Encouragement can always be a smile or uh, a friendly gesture. But uh, at its depth, uh, there's, there's a lot of courage involved there. And so courage is facing difficulties uh, that maybe we're afraid of. Um, in, in my prayers, uh, I've often prayed for comfort. And I thought about it one day, and I thought, well, Lord, maybe... Maybe I've got too much comfort, maybe I should pray for courage. And so I've sort of changed that a little bit to pray for a little bit more courage. And then for encourage, uh, it's giving support, uh, you know, giving confidence, uh, reaching out to others, giving hope to others. And then, of course, encouragement is the action of, of doing that. So uh, we'll walk through that. And then let's, oh, one more point there. I'm, I'm always interested in how many times the word is used in the Bible and where it's used. It gives me a little bit of insight. And uh, so the, the word encourage or encouragement uh, is used 38 times in the Bible. Most of those are in the New Testament, 31 times, uh, seven times in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the, the use of encourage or encouragement was more about uh, not being discouraged uh, and then to try to strengthen the, um, the Israelites and, and strengthen the the children of Israel, uh, and the leaders of the children of Israel. Um, it's In the New Testament, it's also used 10 times in Acts, which is obviously the story of the church getting started, and so there's a lot of emphasis on encouragement uh, in, um, in the New Testament and in Acts. There's only six uses of discouragement. Um, there's five of those in the Old Testament and one uh, in the New Testament. So I like the theme that Ryan's been using. I have a friend, uh, and so sometimes we go to others and we ask for, we ask a question or we ask for help, and and we say, well, we're asking for a friend, but often uh, maybe not that we're asking just for ourselves, but 
maybe for a friend and ourselves. Maybe there's something we're both struggling with. But, but sometimes that's a way to, to ask a question without getting uh, too much into debt. So somebody comes to you and says, I have a friend who needs encouragement. You know, um, how would you help? I mean, it's, that's a pretty easy, easy question to answer. We do it all the time. And, you know, we just have a, a conversation with that person. We talk to them about, well, what are the issues? What are the concerns? What are the problems? We want to know a little bit more uh, so that we can actually provide some encouragement that's meaningful. Um, and then, then sometimes that conversation goes a little more in depth and, and the person says, well, what do you recommend? And so we realize now, well, it's not just uh, a light encouragement of something just to pick somebody's spirits up. It's, uh, there's, there's more uh, of a question there. There's more of a concern there. Uh, and then you might also have uh, the comment that uh, they know, well, this person is struggling uh, and, and they don't know what to do. So as you get deeper into this discussion about asking for encouragement for a friend, you realize, yeah, there's, there's some other issues there. And so as, as we're thinking about how we encourage someone, you know, it can be, a, like I said, a very superficial or very, very top level. Uh, but it can also go down into deeper levels, and sometimes the, the needs are, are much greater. Um, they might say, well, I've tried to help, and it doesn't seem to work. And then um, the last one here is uh, other friends have also tried to help without success. So it's sort of a little bit of a drill-down process when you're thinking about how do you encourage someone? And you could do that, you know, uh, without knowing much, but uh, the more you know about the circumstances, obviously, um, the more you can provide meaningful encouragement. So who in the Bible is a, an example of an encourager? I think most of us would probably answer that, uh, that that's Barnabas. Uh, you know, he's, um, his original name was Joseph, but uh, we always hear about him as being an encourager. And so in Acts 4:36, the verse there says, uh, thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He was a Levite, he was a native of Cyprus, um, and he sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So here's someone who has a birth name, Joseph, and because of his actions, because of who he is and what he does and how he does it, they actually give him a nickname, and that nickname is Barnabas, which we don't really put a lot of meaning with, but uh, the scripture here explains what that means, and that means son of encouragement. And so obviously he's earned a reputation as being someone who is a great encourager. Uh, and we see that through the scripture, through uh, um, mostly in Acts and then in some of the other, other letters. So the latter part of that verse where it says that he, he, he sold a field and he brought the proceeds uh, to... Um, and brought the proceeds and laid it at the apostles' feet. Uh, it's an interesting part of the story, so I'm going to back up and catch the verses uh, that are just right ahead of that, and that's the, the verses where we, we have studied and, and we talk about where the church at that time had all things in common. And so this is not long after the day of Pentecost, and uh, many were baptized and saved, the church was formed, many were being added to the church daily, and so, uh, so there were a number of those who believed and were one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, um, but they had everything in common. Now, this is a really unique time in the church history, is that there was such a 
oneness in the church there that uh, that all believe that whatever they had was belonged to whoever needed it. And, uh, and so with great power, the apostles, they're giving testimony to the resurrection of Jesus and great grace was upon them. And there was not a needy person among them. For as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds or what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to each who had need. So this, this concept of there's not a needy person among them, I think it's important when we're thinking about encouragement. And often uh, we need encouragement, each of us. We need encouragement, uh, and, and maybe we, we don't get it. Um, uh, and so I think it's something just to think about is when you're thinking about encouragement, thinking about, think about uh, the people that, that need encouragement, and maybe we, we miss an opportunity to, to, to smile or say a good word or uh, or say something uh, to help them or actually do something uh, to help them. So I'm going to go back and talk about Barnabas a little bit more. Uh, we've already mentioned here he's so encouraging uh, that, that it became his name and that he left a, an example. I mean, we, we study about him today, um, you know, 2,000 years later, uh, as being a great encourager. But the one thing there that sort of piqued my interest and I'll ask the question, and I'll ask it of me, what, would, what nickname would people give uh, to you or to me uh, that would describe who you are in the way that they gave a nickname to Joseph who became Barnabas? So I'm not going to ask for volunteers, uh, but it's something to think about. What would your nickname be? Now, generally, you can look up your name, and, and there, you know, historically, there are uh, meanings of a lot of different names. Um, you know, mine is Johnny, officially, uh, John, and, uh, and the meaning there is God was gracious. Well, I don't know if that's true. I think my mother probably thought that. I'm not sure my dad thought that. Uh, but, uh, but anyhow, there are meanings in names. But just, you know, think about, well, what would your nickname be um, based on what you do and who you are? So uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of the other things that Barnabas did. Uh, you remember when, uh, when, pa when uh, Saul was converted uh, and became Paul, and uh, the, uh, he was beginning to preach to the Jerusalem church. You know, the, the leaders of the church there were afraid of him, and this is the, the man who had persecuted them. And so uh, the first mention beyond the, uh, the, the one we just talked about uh, of, of uh, Barnabas is that he is vouching for uh, Paul or Saul, uh, and to the church elders. And so it made a big difference. I mean, they were afraid. They were drawn back. But Barnabas uh, came and said, well, I'll stand for him, and, and I know who he is, and I know what's happened to him, and I know why he's uh, worth listening to. So then uh, later on, um, Barnabas and, and Paul, they received a, a call from the Holy Spirit to go on their first missionary journey. And so they traveled on, on uh, missionary journeys together. Uh, they, uh, they worked quite well together. Uh, obviously, uh, they were very close. Barnabas was also a, a leader and a preacher uh, during that time. And then um, from time to time, there were difficulties, and Barnabas was one that could actually step into the middle of a difficulty and, and by sharing uh, the scripture and his experience, uh, help those that were struggling. And so that was a, an extension of his way of encouraging others. But they came to a point, and it's always interesting to me about how things happen, 
and how the Lord does things and, uh, and, and how the church grows because of that. But, um, but Barnabas and Paul had a disagreement, and it was about Mark. Now, Mark was uh, Barnabas' uh, cousin, and uh, he uh, wanted him to travel with um, uh, him and, uh, and Paul on a missionary journey. They disagreed on that, and, and actually it came to a parting of ways. And so Barnabas chose Mark to travel, and they went to Cyprus, uh, and then um, Paul chose, uh, chose Silas. Uh, and I think they traveled on into Cilicia and, and other parts. But they were going to check on the churches to see how they were doing. And so in God's miraculous way, uh, we went from one team that's out, you know, checking on the churches and working with the churches uh, to two teams. And so Barnabas takes Mark and Paul takes Silas. And so out of a disagreement then comes something uh, even better. So he was a strong man of faith. Uh, and he left a, a really lasting legacy. Um, so then another question is, well, what else does the Bible say about encouragement? Um, I always, again, like to look at the scriptures, look up the words, uh, think about, well, uh, what's the context of this verse using that word? What's the context of that? What's the context of verses overall? So I've got a, uh, some verses here that we'll walk through uh, starting in Proverbs now. The verses here in Proverbs don't mention encouragement, but they mention something that I think is equally uh, equal to that. So anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Now, again, encouragement is not used as a word there, but a good word uh, can be very powerful, uh, especially when people are weighed down by the, the troubles of life. And then uh, also... Uh, pleasant words uh, are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. And, you know, we, I think we know that instinctively and we've experienced that where we might have struggled, be struggling with something and someone comes along and with a, a good word or a pleasant word uh, lifts our spirits and all of, a, all of a sudden the things that maybe seem difficult or heavy or burdensome don't seem quite the same. And uh, so it's amazing how those words uh, pleasant words, good words, or words of encouragement uh, can help us. So then in Acts, um, there's a, a session here where the word encouragement is used. Um, brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, say it. And this is interesting to me. I, you know, I, I know there are times in, in my life where I've had words of encouragement, but I didn't say them. You know, I kept them to myself. And so or I missed an opportunity. Something came up and and I, I, I had an opportunity to say something encouraging, and for whatever reason, uh, I chose not to or just, just didn't. And so I think that's one of the lessons is, um, you know, encouragement is, as we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, it's sort of of the moment. It's not something that we just sort of plan, well, today is going to be my day of encouragement. We could do that. But encouragement, really genuine encouragement, I think, comes as we live our life and encounter others who have a need or actually who want to give us encouragement. So strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith. And I guess I uh, still come back to that core word, courage, is uh, you know, saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. So, you know, there's a, there's a huge amount of courage in encouragement. Uh, so just, you know, we, we think about it and we think sometimes, well, how do I get through this? Well, maybe it's just as simple as, as some encouragement. 
And then there was a letter that was written uh, early in the church history uh, to encourage the churches. And, uh, and when it was sent out and was read at some of the churches, they rejoiced uh, because of its encouragement. Now, um, we don't get current letters like that here at Alberton, but we, we, we have a book of letters and, and scriptures and, and verses and, and uh, history uh, that we can open any day and get encouragement. Um, years ago, I spent some time reading uh, through the Bible, uh, verse by verse, day by day, and uh, it was amazing how many days, I, th I think I, I never kept count, but how many days that the verse that I opened up that was the next verse or verses that I was going to read that day, how that encouraged me. I'm thinking, you know, Lord, how do you do that? And I open up and, and I'm reading genealogies, and I'm encouraged by that, or maybe whatever else it might be, but the Lord has a way of, of touching our heart, and that's, I think that's the, the Holy Spirit that touches our heart and makes the word li alive and well within us and gives us, uh, gives us hope and gives us comfort uh, uh, for the circumstances and for the opportunities that we face. So also in Romans, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So coming together today, uh, I'm mutually encouraged. Uh, I think we all are. Uh, the empty nesters had a, a luncheon yesterday, uh, and I think we were mutually encouraged to be together of one mind. Uh, we enjoyed a meal together. Um, you know, the events that we have, the things that we do, uh, the, the uh, opportunities that we have to work together um, encourage us together. And then, for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. So I think sometimes, you know, what, what does a person do who doesn't have the scripture or doesn't have God in their life, doesn't have Christ in their life, and doesn't have uh, the Holy Spirit to guide them in, in many ways? How, what do they do? What, where's their guidance? And, and obviously the world will provide guidance, and, uh, and that's, that's difficult and, and often leads to... Uh, uh, to some real troubles. But for us as believers, the, uh, the scripture provides a tremendous amount of encouragement and guidance. Uh, again, you can just about pick it up and open it to any place and be encouraged uh, through the scripture. And then uh, in Romans 15, uh, may the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Jesus Christ. So uh, the scriptures, and then in, in, by being encouraging people, it, it gives us that uh, opportunity and practice and maybe exercise to learn how to live better together, uh, how to, um, uh, to support each other, how to care for each other, how to share each other's burdens, how to, uh, to truly help each other uh, in special ways. Also in Thessalonians, uh, we exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. So um, being encouraged uh, to, uh, to walk in a manner worthy of God. So it's, it's not something that we receive and we're thankful that we received us that makes us feel better, but it's something that we receive and because of that we're strengthened and because we're strengthened, uh, we, can, we can actually walk stronger uh, in our walk with the Lord. Uh, and, and walk in a manner that, that's worthy of, of what he uh, asks us to do and, and teaches us to do. 
So uh, probably a pretty familiar verse. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. And uh, again, I, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir here, but uh, this is an encouraging church. This, this is a church, a body of believers that believes in building one another up. It believes in the community uh, of believers that, uh, that worship here together and those that we support elsewhere in the world. And then uh, also in Thessalonians, uh, we urge brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. So there are times when uh, we don't use the word faint-hearted much today, but I think we all pretty much understand what that means. Um, you know, you can be faint-hearted or you can be weak at the knees or you could be afraid or you could be nervous or you could be a lot of different things, but uh, encouragement helps uh, overcome that. Um, years ago, as I, as I tried to speak to different groups, um, I, I, I was really nervous about it. And, and so one of the things that, uh, that encouraged me is I would actually, in my mind, not my mouth, uh, sing a song, one of the um, uh, songs or hymnals or hymns out of our songbook. Just think through that song. It was always encouraging, and I, I always felt like that after stopping and pausing and just sort of mentally singing a song, um, and that I was encouraged by that, and again, encouraged by the word. Hebrews, um, so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope uh, set before us. So there are times when, uh, you know, life is really tough, and we, we have to gather up our things and, and maybe move to another place or move to a different situation. Uh, and so in all of that, um, uh, we need the strong encouragement of the Lord uh, for whatever difficulties we might face. And then not neglecting to meet together is a habit of some, but encouraging one another and all, you, all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, we meet together, together today to, uh, to worship together and to, um, to commune together and to study together and sing. And, uh, but we're, we're not just for this day. We're looking for another day. We're looking for the day that Christ comes again. We're looking for the day uh, when all that we have studied and all that we have we believe and know and understand uh, comes to fruition. And, uh, and so we're looking for that uh, day drawing near. And then uh, Philippians and Colossians, and this will be the end of my walk through scriptures uh, with you. Uh, so if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in a full accord and of one mind. And uh, so encouragement seems also to be somewhat of a glue that ties all these things together, or at least a way for us to communicate in a way that brings us closer, closer together. And then uh, last, uh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. So in this encouragement, there's a lot that we learn. Uh, there's a lot that we we study. There's a lot that God teaches us, uh, but ultimately it's about Christ and, and the church and God's will and uh, the scripture and what eternity is going to be like. Oh, one more. Uh, since you, for this very purpose, that you may know how we, um, 
how we are and that he may encourage your heart. And this is uh, Paul writing and saying he's sending Tychicus as an encourager to, uh, to one of the churches. So let me switch gears just a little bit and talk about encouragement memories. We all have memories of, of those who have been encouragers for us. And so um, how many people can you think of in your life that have been or, or are great encouragers? Uh, I think all of us could, could start right now and make a list and it'd get to be a pretty long list. I think there'd be a lot of those in, in this room that would be on that list. Uh, a lot of those that we've worked with or um, shared uh, life with uh, through the years that would also be there. And for me, I know um, a couple of elders at the Mayfair Church in Huntsville, Alabama that uh, were great encouragers to me. And at a time when I wasn't sure really which direction to go, uh, they opened a door. And they opened a door that let me go through uh, and they provided support. And you know uh, how often I like to talk about Baja missions, uh, but that was the door they opened. And so that encouragement 19 years ago, um, 20 years ago really, uh, opened a door. So you never really know what uh, words of encouragement can do, what door it might open, um, and, and what, it might, what difference it might make in someone's life. So what are some of the most memorable expressions of encouragement that maybe you've received or given, uh, witnessed, or, or maybe that you know about? Well, think about those. What are, what are some real peaks in the mountain range of encouragement? There's peaks and valleys. But, um, but there's some peaks out there where if you look back and think about it, those were memorable uh, times of encouragement. Now, already been mentioned uh, the events in Nashville, in Tennessee, uh, with the tornado. And so it's, it's easy to go back and to look at the pictures and to see the need for encouragement. But then when you start looking at the pictures and you look at the people in the pictures, I mean, it's not just a house with the roof that's gone. It's not just a church that maybe looks like it's leaning a little bit with a lot of damage and all the trees are gone. Or maybe it's not just a pile of rubble. Um, but there's a lot of encouragement going on there. There was an article in the Tennessean this week that's the, the title of the article is Volunteers, a Beautiful Sight Across, across North Nashville. And I, I think that's true. When, when something happens, uh, as Kevin mentioned earlier, you know, people rally around and they, they provide encouragement, they provide help, and they provide resources, and they provide just a number of things. We've got uh, some guys today that are going down to Nashville. And with, I saw pulled in, saw a truck and a trailer out there, and the truck's full of water, and the trailer's at least half full of water, bought bottles of water. And so they're going down to help. And we've had others that have helped and others that are going to help uh, as time goes by. So there are always events, and, and, uh, and we, we're sad when we see the event because we know how painful that is to lose your house, to lose uh, a, a church building, to, to, to lose all of your belongings, which some people did, and in many cases there, to lose your life. And so there are families there that, as they gather to worship today, there's some empty seats. Uh, they're having to go also to funerals and to time uh, meetings with, with others to uh, take care of what's needed for those who, have, who were lost in the, the tornado. So, I mean, that's a very serious subject for encouragement. So I'll leave you with that. I know you've, you've heard a lot about that. 
But I want to share a personal encouragement event that, uh, that happened with me last year, and uh, uh, I'll try to describe it, and you can hopefully understand how meaningful it was for me. So, last year, Kathleen and I were going to Murfreesboro, visit family and spend some time down there, and I met one of Tennessee's finest <laughs> in Westmoreland, Tennessee. And you know, it was pretty amazing. He came up to the window, and uh, he gave me words of encouragement. They encouraged me not to drive so fast. Uh, he, he, he was very nice about it. He, you know, he encouraged me to be safe and, and to, to pay more attention to what I was doing. Um, and then, you know, it was even beyond that. He decided he was going to put those words of encouragement in writing. <laughs> and so he did. And so now I not only got, you know, verbal encouragement, I got written encouragement. And then he said, well, you know, you can take this written encouragement. He didn't call it that. And you can take it to, to Gallatin or mail it in. And there's somebody there that they'll actually memorialize, uh, memorialize this for you. And, but there's a fee. You have to pay a fee. And, and you pay this fee, and then, then they will record that. And they uh, will take care of this for you. And so this will become a permanent record that uh, is a memory for you. And I thought, boy, this guy's really nice. And then, he, then he, he didn't really say this, but it's sort of, as I read the fine print and thought about it, um, they even go so far as if you don't go and memorialize it, you know, they'll come and help you come. <laughs> I thought, boy, that's a really, really strong encouragement. So, you know, they'll, they'll help me do this thing, so. But anyhow, we laugh about it a little bit, but, you know, as I look back on it, I needed that encouragement. Um, we were in too much of a hurry. I won't say anything about the speed limit signs in Westmoreland, Tennessee, but, uh, but I needed that encouragement. And he was, he was truly nice and, and, uh, and, and did me a favor, but it was, not, it was not inexpensive to memorialize that favor. And I hope I don't have to memorialize anymore or that you don't as well. So a different kind of encouragement. But then there's, there's other expressions of encouragement, um, you know, just a smile. Uh, holding the door open, compliments, uh, thanking someone, being a good listener. Uh, today we're distracted by a lot of different things and sometimes it's hard to just stop and listen. Uh, offering your help to somebody, uh, asking someone who's serving how their day's going, treating someone to coffee or tea, let someone go past you in the grocery line, even though it's really long. Uh, send a note or a small expression of encouragement. So I say that to say that, you know, encouragement it can be really small. It can not cost anything. It might take you a little bit of time, uh, but it's something that's, um, that's a very powerful source. So I mentioned earlier that encouragement is in the moment. We have opportunities all the time to encourage others. So I'm going to ask some questions here. What, what can you do today to to give encouragement. So you may have some opportunities, uh, I'm sure you will, uh, to give encouragement. So, you know, think about those opportunities and if, uh, if you think an opportunity is gonna get away and you really have something to encourage someone with, then take the chance. The other side of this, we haven't talked 
much about that. I mean, I, I had an opportunity to receive encouragement. Uh, we talked about that a little bit. But I think a lot of times receiving encouragement maybe is harder than giving encouragement. Uh, we often want to think, well, I don't have problems. I don't need that. Uh, but we really need to pause and, and listen and thank people for the encouragement they, they give us. And then how do we overcome discouragement? I mean, that happens in our life. There's always the opposite side. Uh, how do we overcome discouragement? How do we do the things that, uh, that help to strengthen our courage and, and reach out to others for help in that as well? So we talked about this uh, asking for a friend uh, about encouragement. So I'm going to come down to the last point, and the last question really is, you know, what encouragement do you need today? Uh, what encouragement do you need now? Um, as a body of believers, we come together and we, we worship and we uh, study the word, but ultimately uh, we're trying to help others come to know the Lord. And so if in your walk uh, today you need encouragement, we have an opportunity for you to, to, to come forward and ask, and, and we'll spend some time in encouragement and understanding of, of what your needs are. If your life is to a point where you realize that you see what's on the other side of baptism, you see the fellowship, you see the um, indwelling of the Holy Spirit because people live lives that are truly different, uh, then we have an opportunity here today for you to come forward and be baptized uh, to cross over into that um, world of uh, encouragement, uh, that world of being a part of the body of Christ. And so as we come to the close of my message today, thank you for your attention and thank the Lord for uh, his encouragement to me and, uh, and thank, the, thank Ryan for the work that he does here. So if you need encouragement today, please come forward.